On this episode of Open Box Policy, we start out by discussing Battle of the Beefcake techniques. I discuss what I prefer, and Adam discusses what he prefers, even though it's wrong. Um, <laughs> then, then we go into uh, discussing the Super Bowl because uh, it just happened, and it was, in my opinion, one of the best that I've ever seen. Uh, we kind of break that down a little bit. And then we talk about if you're going to have a job, whether it's what you want to do with your career or not, do it the best of your ability. That simple, cut and dry. We also dive into a little bit about why people subject, subject themselves to watching TV shows or movies that make them cry. We discuss ones that make us cry uh, and and talk about that for a little bit. And then we more or less shut the book or at least close it temporarily on Adam's Escapades. Guys, we love the interaction we've been getting on socials. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OBP Raw. And if you want to continue the conversation or you have any topics that you would like for us to talk about, feel free to email us at obpodcast at gmail.com. Continue to support, spread the word. We just uh, actually gained two new continents. Uh, we just got downloaded on Australia and in the UK, so we're Same really excited. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So continue to spread the word, uh, continue to interact and let us know what you guys think. We appreciate it. Thanks guys. She looks so different now that when you see her, you're just like, God, she looks weird. She's lost so much That's weight. like my buddy Aaron. He's done keto since last March, and I, I it's literally been probably, I think it's been a year since I've seen him, but it's been a while, and we went over there the other night for dinner, and I was blown away. He's lost 60 pounds. He doesn't even, he's, t- he's down to 226. He doesn't even look like the same, the same person. Really? Yeah. All from keto. I just don't, I just don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy because it, as soon as he stops doing keto, and let's say he has a few months where he starts to introduce carbs again. But you wouldn't. Let's just say that he does. Yeah, because you're going to gain weight everybody, back. everybody, the, the vast majority, when you look at Atkins, when you look at keto, when you look at low-carb diets, mm-hmm. the statistics will point to most of those people are going to end up gaining back a huge amount of weight at if some you, point. If you go back to your to old eating it. habits, you will. So they've studied Atkins and they've studied some of these low-carb diets, and they also found out that even though, yes, you have, you know, your bad cholesterol goes down and stuff like that, that it can end up, it, it does not, it's not necessarily good for you. It is good for you. There's, there is plenty of evidence to suggest that it is not good for you. I would like, eating bacon, I would like for you to show me that. About this. I would like for you to show me that. Josh evidence. is very eating bacon fat and meat and butter and and that shit all day long. There is no way. Show that, it to me. I, I'm not going to do it right now. I know you're not because between, there is no evidence to support it. There is abs. It, between this podcast and the next podcast, I will absolutely okay. show you this. And as a matter of fact, I was going to. Look, I'm not I'm not denying the fact that if you get off of keto and you start eating carbs again, you bet your sweet ass you're going to gain weight because what you're doing is you're reintroducing glucose as a fuel for your body, whereas you now cut it out and you're purely burning on fat. So when you transition back over to burning on glucose, yeah, you're going to gain weight because you're going back to your old lifestyles. Now, what you can do is if you have one meal or a couple days 
to where you then have carbohydrates. Like for him, him for instance, like he gave himself from like Thanksgiving until after Christmas that he knew like I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. And then he said that it took him from Christmas until just now to get back to that weight from when he was before Thanksgiving. That's what I'm how much weight did he put on though? That's not, not much, probably like ten or fifteen pounds. But that's what I'm saying. From November like twenty sixth time period. From November twenty third or twenty sixth or whatever, in one month, like ten or fifteen pounds. Well, yeah, because you're changing back and you're kicking yourself out of your fat burning state. Because it's a crash diet. No, it is not crash. Yes. No. You will find, and I assure you, if you do the research, that keto keto, keto. is a lot healthier than any weight loss diet that you can do. Now, for for like high... And I can find you research to say that okay. those people have cholesterol through the roof. No way. They probably have higher rates of heart disease and high blood pressure and whatnot. I don't believe it. Find it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, look, I, ha, I, don't, I can't state you facts right now, but I've listened to numerous experts talk about it. And I've also done my own research prior to no, fuck, not just yeah, Crystalia, <laughs> yeah, uh, Britain Shop, um, but no, I've listened to numerous people talk about it. I've done my own research because of trying to do the diet myself, and I can assure you that when you have your body in a fat burning state, it is way healthier than fueling on glucose. There's got to be some cons to it. Did you read any cons? There has to be that you cannot sit and eat turkey, sausage, and bacon and eggs and you know supplement that with like big spoonfuls of coconut oil and then putting a tons of butter in a pan and making a here's, steak and it is i wait, know no, no no here's the misconception the misconception is is that we've always been taught to go by the food pyramid that you gotta have your no. you gotta have your bread you gotta have your dairy you gotta have your meat like and that we, you have to eat these certain things and like they're they're vital and they're important to your diet we they're don't. not vital and they're not important I know I know but I think that a balanced diet and especially one that has good carbs in it like greens and 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 uh, or let's say vegetables I'm greens, not saying that that and, is necessarily a bad thing and fruits but, along with protein and, and you know maybe a little bit of grain here and there just for the hell of it you know but your body you're going to lose weight naturally or you will be it'll be a healthier weight loss and then if you do from for a one month if you cheat you might put on a few pounds not 15 well That's look, a he crash did, he did, diet he did not you tell me cr- the exact you, weight you lose that was just tons of weight really fast and you gain tons of weight really fast I that's mean, just if you stray that, away from it yeah you will yeah, that's the reason why the biggest loser has almost to it's almost to a point where people like don't even trust but it look, anymore because a keto, lot of those people will gain keto so much is like weight a lot back. of things with diet it is a lifestyle change so if you choose to go this route you are committing that in some format this is going to be your new eating habit Josh, every single diet in history says this is a lifestyle change. Well, it's the same way. Now, if you stray away from it, if you decide, hey, for three months, I'm, I'm not going to do keto anymore, then you bet your ass you're going to gain some fucking weight back. It's, it's, it's a fact. It's with any diet. If you go from a balanced diet to eating shit for a month, you're going to gain weight. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're right. This is a little more drastic. three or four pounds versus 10 or 15, it's a crash diet. Look, agree to disagree. Whether whether we you know are on the same viewpoint or not, um, I can say that this has worked for me and I like it because I find that I'm not as hungry. I'm not as hungry in between meals. 
Um, I don't have the pikes and speak or uh, pikes and speaks spikes. I don't have the the pikes and peaks. Yeah, yeah, peaks and, and spikes. Yeah, I don't have those. Um, like after meals, I don't have the like the lulls where I get super sleepy after meals because one, you're not eating as much, and two, you're not eating all the fucking carbohydrates that can cause lulls whenever you get a lot of whenever you spike your blood sugar. So I don't have that, and I enjoy that. It, it doesn't affect me to know that I can't eat bread or I don't eat bread or I, I choose not to eat pastas or I find ways around it. You know, that's that's just my choice, and it doesn't bother me. And now my wife has chosen to go that route as well. So we're doing it together. So I just think we're a keto household. Yeah, you are a keto household. I just think, I mean, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I am I am not the end all be all when it comes to information about dieting, but I have I have never had I've never had big swings in weight. I've never like lost thirty, gained it all back, lost thirty five or forty, gained it all back. I just don't do that kind of stuff. I would always lose a little bit, maybe put a little bit back on, lose a little bit, put a little bit back on, and it. Um, well, and that's that's the way that I've always been. And whether I was doing Weight Watchers or I was doing something else, like I would go through these these times when, oh, you know, I, I would try and, you know, only eat, you know, whatever, only eat like really healthy stuff or like, you know, try and go by what I had always been taught. And that that's what I, was ingrained in me to, um, you know, to eat, eat like nine grain bread or like, you know, eat a lot of tuna, which is a good thing. Or, you know what, peanut butter is supposed to be really good for you. Like that's what I'd always been told, but you know, every, everything in moderation, everything in moderation. Um, but then when, you know, yes, I know you want to tell me I'm full of shit, but through listening to Joe Rogan and some of the guests that he's had on, I don't think you're full of shit. Like Dom de Augustino, uh, he's a, he's very, you know, profound and prolific and he studied a lot for keto. I was just listening to Bob Greenfield, who's like a ex uh, weightlifter and all this stuff. And, and he's done keto and he talks about the benefits of it and how like the effect. Now he does a lot of other things outside of that, but I can tell you um, if there are negative impacts on your life, which there may be, uh, I've not seen them on me. And yes, the, the downside would be is that when you do reintroduce carbs, it can have a negative impact, but it's not, but it's, it's in the, what you're saying, it, it can have a negative impact. No, it is going to have a negative yeah, impact. It, you're going to swell up. Well, not necessarily. So, uh, you can use like keto strips, your keto piss strips <laughs> that you can get, you keto, get these keto piss strips. Yeah. So you get these, these pee strips that you can order. And what they do is like, you will pee on them and they will monitor if you're still in ketosis state and it's legit. So then like what you can do is you can use those to, let's say, for instance, you want to you want to try and raise your carb intake. Like you want to say, OK, I'm going to have, you know, 20 grams of carbs per day or 30 grams. Like I want to reintroduce that into my life. Let's say you want to have a night where you're like, I want to see what, you know, six beers does to me just on a carb intake level. Well, you can do that. Well, I know what six beers does to me. Yeah, it bloats the shit out of you. Well, no, I was going to say it gives me like a, a semi-hard erection and it makes me start texting people. What does six beers and a pro-vigil do? <laughs> six beers and a pro-vigil? God, rob yeah. a bank. Yeah, an entire weekend wiped out. <laughs> yeah. You black out? Yeah, come back with an STD. But yeah, so you can you can do that. You can introduce some some carbohydrates in and then use the, the piss strips to 
see if it's still if it keeps you in ketosis or if it kicks you out and then you can monitor it that way to whatever we're going way into deep this yeah we, we agree to disagree i prefer keto you prefer your own route and we'll see what happens at the end of this two months no so <laughs> so this is this is how this battle of the beef beefcakes is going to go mm-hmm. at the end of two months I can already tell everybody. I've already telegraphed it. You are going to lose more weight than me. I can virtually guarantee it because I just don't. I'm not going to do it. We're going to measure again in four or five months. Okay. And see who puts on more weight. Okay. Yeah. I Because uh, I think at some point you're going to slip and you're going to go back to it. Mm-mm. Uh, I know you. You're incorrect. I know you. No. I've watched you yo-yo since day one. No. So I will <laughs> you say. You used to be as big as Devin. But 185 oh. pounds, close. 23 years old, close. Now I look at you. I've never been that big. Or, the, the proper statement would have been as small as Devin. Yeah. What did I say? As big as? Yeah. I don't think I've been as small Thanks, as Devin. Devin. Don't since, ever fucking correct me. I haven't again. been as small as Devin since like fourth grade. Yeah. When I walked into, uh, my parents wanted me to play football at my high school, and I was weighed and measured on the first day of six or at the very end of my sixth grade year moving into seventh grade i was six foot tall and 200 pounds damn now i think we are i think you already told us you were like yeah. three seventh bills. grade i was three bills Jeez. i was like six foot or six one 300 pounds Jesus Christ. Pounds. i was and i fucking i had cheeks for days i bet that wow! Was a fat I want to see a picture, like baby. You have fat. A I can find one. I can, I can get my old seventh grade football picture. Shit! Yeah, if yeah. I find my pictures, it'll break hearts. Yeah, I was <laughs> handsome. I was good looking, and I swelled up and got a beard. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, I will say, I did. I slipped. I faltered a little bit last night because of the Super Bowl. Um, we were at a little bit of a gathering, and I I had planned it out. I was going to be very strict with my diet, and I got there, and. Because like I hadn't eaten since breakfast, um, and I, I honestly hadn't really been that hungry since breakfast. And by this time, it was probably like six. I got there and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like stick to my plan. I brought, I bought like a, a bag of pork rinds, and my wife had made this like hamburger cheese dip, which is fine. Would have been Ooh. fine for me to eat, which is totally fine for me to eat. And I had planned like I'm gonna eat some of her dip. Forget everything I said. I'm all for keto, <laughs> dude. It's. You really, there's a lot of things. Let's that, not do this again. Just tell me about what you're. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. Dude, I'm, I'm serious. This, bro, I'm Let this, me I'm tell you about I'm keto. I'm in full keto synthesis all the time. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if there's any keto sponsors, hit me up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because he's a, <laughs> he's a specimen. <laughs> yeah. Prime I'm a shining, keto. <laughs> I'm a shining star of keto. <laughs> yeah. I will be in about three months. Anyways. Um, so. Yeah. When you've gained weight. Yeah. When I'm 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> with a heart attack and high cholesterol <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway let me, let me show you what keto can do yeah for you <laughs> hamburger cheese dip yeah pork so rinds. anyways i had planned on having that and they had like some some vegetable trays and i was kind of like picking at those well then they had these fucking meatballs and the meatballs wouldn't have like been a problem s- swedish no all right the meatballs wouldn't have been a problem had they not been in like a, a barbecue sauce mm, which then the directly sweet, goes against sugar. my sugar yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck. So I'm like trying to avoid those. And then they had uh they had fucking sausage balls. Mm. It's and, a weak it's a weakness. Yeah, and me and sausage balls are like fucking we're like two peas in a pod. So I start out and I'm like I'm eating some of the dip and I'm eating my pork rinds and everything's good and then like my wife's like, Oh, have a bite of this sausage ball and I'm like, Okay. No. And I and I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know no. what, not a big deal. 
and I like take a bite out of it, and I'm like, you black let, out. Let me get like four of those. Yeah. And I'm Two like, days later, let me get Josh like six of those pounds. meatballs. So yeah. it, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but I did slip up uh, a little bit less. But that's what I'm saying. When you slip up, and we've already established this, it uh, it you, you go like balls out and eat a, like an entire pizza. Well, and look, it's okay to have those moments, but then you just have to like it's okay to have a cheat meal, but then the next day you just have to get back on the horse. With keto, it's easy. Yeah, fuck you. The mo- most important part about last night was, and I, I like, I know you guys could most of the time give a shit about sports, but please tell me you watched that game last night. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I uh, missed You're, the. You watched the game. Come on. No. Are you serious? I, on, last night, I, I hung out with the with some friends, and we ended up like we just went out and had some beers and stuff, and. None of them really wanted to watch the Super Bowl. You so are, you're I fucking went, disappointing to the, me. The first, we went to a bar. It wasn't on. We went to a second bar. It was on a little bit. So I started watching right around the end of the first quarter. I watched all the way through halftime, went back to this chick's house, this friend of mine, and we ended up watching the end of the game. I, I didn't see the whole thing. Uh, no, that's not. Yeah, that's not it. We just watched the end of the game, drank some beer at her house. Um, so are you saying you did see some of the game? or you did I did not? see some of the game, but did, I didn't watch it. Did you see the tip. end of the game? Yes, I saw the end of the game. I mean, I, I saw the I saw the parts that are necessary. Dude, um, the, whole, the, the whole game is fucking necessary. I know. the whole. I know. It, it's the first time that I haven't watched the entire Super Bowl. It was good. So um, uh, let me back up for a second. That first bar you went to. Um, I'd really like to know where that was because were they airing like all the old episodes of Murder, She Wrote and Knott's Landing? Is that what you were watching? <laughs> yeah, the first exactly bar? what they yeah. were doing. They were okay. actually airing uh, reruns of This Is Us. It was funny. The yeah. the bar that we went to, they, I didn't know this, but they were going to close early. So who closes early during that's the what fucking I was thinking. Super Bowl? They're, they're, dude, major loss of money right there. Yeah. So, well, th- that's, that's where the story is going to go. Is this bar in like a fucking retirement community? No. No, it was right downtown. <laughs> So I ended up walking in and sitting down and was ready. I, they, it's, it's a good bar. They've got good food. They've got great beer. I was ready to start like getting some beers in me. I had I had a couple beers at at, uh, at another brewer or brewery here in, in town. So the waiter comes up and he just kind of has this air of disgust about him, like he is pissed off that he's working. And he comes up and he's just kind of like looking off to the side. He won't even look at us. And I'm like. Hey man, how's it going? He's like, fine. You know, what, what, what can I, you know, y'all want some water? You want to order? What do you want? And, you know, a few people get, you know, like they kind of are like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get a water and, you know, think about some appetizers or whatever. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably just go ahead and get a water and think about an appetizer. And he goes, great. We close at eight. And he walked away. Damn. <laughs> Literally, he was like, fantastic. We close at eight. And, and, and bounced. What I, time I, was it at that point? Uh, six. Oh. I knew right then this was probably not going to go yeah. well. It's time so to get out. Then, then I, I tried. Came back. I tried to order a beer, and he was like, "We're out of that. You can try something else." Damn. So I was oh. like, "Great." Uh, I tried. I tried something else, and he was like, "Yeah, good choice." Just totally checked out. Literally, and this is exactly how he was talking to me. Not like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good choice. I've had it before. You know, it's it's pretty good. You know, whatever." He was like, "Great, great, great choice." You and so the next person orders. He's like, "Fantastic." Ne- next person orders. So then I'm like, "You know, you all have a wing special tonight." And he was like, "No, that's online order only." Oh. And I was like, "But there's a thing on every single table in this bar that says 30 wings for $20." And he was like, "Yeah, it's online only." Damn. And I was like, "Oh, okay, so I can pull my phone out and order it online." And like, you know, and you'll bring it to me. 
And he, he just kind of shook his head and he was like, no, we're out of wings. Oh my God. Were you like, all right, we're out. No, what I was is like when the bill came, left him, which I hate doing. Four cent tip. I left him a minuscule tip. <clears throat> and it's, you know, it's a, it's like, you know, oh, you want to be a dickhead on a super busy night when yep. we're going to spend 120 or $130, $140 between all of us on beer and food. And you could get a $25 tip out of this, you know, but now all of us are going to give you $2 tips because you're a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. You know? So uh, actually I want to, I want to come kind of a douche thing to do, but I want to put that in the parking lot because I want to come back to it. What you just said about the, the, the guy with a shitty service, um, that game last night easily was in my top three Super Bowls of all time. It was top three Super Bowls of all time that I've ever seen. It was one of the best games that I've ever seen. And I wish that I would have. And it was like the perfect story. Like Nick Foles, this. The this, perfect story. It was, dude. Like, it, and, and, and look, I think they went a little overboard telling all the behind the scenes stories before the Super Bowl, which I didn't really give a shit about. Yeah, I don't. But like, you stuff. have this guy, Nick Foles, who used to be a starting quarterback, is probably at the twilight of his career. I mean, he's not that old, but like, he's on the back burner. And against the greatest of all time, arguably, uh, arguably. All right. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, he's amazing. And they've dominated most every team this year. And yep. man, they just this, got the Patriots looked worse this year than they have in a long time. I'm gonna tell you right now, Doug Peterson out coached Bill Belichick, fucking hands down last night. The Philadelphia Eagles came out with a chip on their shoulder, and they beat up. The Patriots, they Bad. beat them up. Yeah. It, it, uh, they manhandled the Patriots. I mm-hmm. actually was blown away during the game by watching the offensive line, watching the linebackers, watching the cornerbacks, like watching the way that they would destroy. I mean, they they, look, they, they, they were they knocked that dude out of the game. Oh yeah, they that hit on yes. uh, on Brandon Cooks. Yes. Oh my god. It was ridiculous. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles came out with a chip on their shoulder, and they basically said, "If we don't win this game, we're going to hurt people." Yep. I mean, they. Oof, it Were you was about bad. to say something, Devin? No. Oh. Um, no, classic. I, I'm just good. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah. Always. Devin leans up to his microphone, takes a breath. No. Just like the last episode. <laughs> Always. Always. <laughs> Always. I literally looked at him. I was like, "He's going to do it." <laughs> no, but like everything from that fourth down play when Foles caught the touchdown pass to going for it on fourth down, like in your own territory, like just everything, like every, every call that Peterson made that was like so clutch was just, it, it they played an amazing game. And they, I, they beat the Patriots. The Patriots didn't beat oh, themselves. Yeah. The, I mean, they tried to coach the game up. They tried to run trick, trick plays. They tried to do, they tried to play their game and, they tried to run all over the place and pass all over the place and spread it out on them, and they just couldn't do it. I mean, the Eagles were just better. Yeah, it was it was, and and like honestly, I could have gave a shit who won the game, but of course, I was a little bit pulling for the Eagles because I hate the Patriots, and I'm just sick and tired of seeing them win. Like after someone wins five cha- championships in however many years, eight, ten years, or whatever it's been, like I just I want to see someone else, and and they were kind of the underdog. Um, I don't. Know. It was. Just, it was just a. It was a. One, the great. The game was great, and for me to be rooting for them, and pulling forward, and for the way that happened, it was. It was tremendous. I love that piss poor attempt that they try to throw to Brady. Oh, like God. they try to do the same play. And he like alligator. He like. Yeah, he was like. Ugh, I don't want to catch it. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of weird. What a pussy. Yeah. 
Anyway, enough about football. No one wants to hear this. But I want to come back to what you said before about service because, look, I'm in the customer service industry. and We all are, coincidentally. Yes. And, look, I have to work sometimes on days when either an event's happening or I don't want to be there. But especially in that industry, like, even if that's not what you want to do for your life, like you, that's a, that's a, like, that's something that where you, it's vital that you be like present and cognitive and actually give a shit about people. Cognizant. Yeah. Yeah. Cognizant. Yeah. Um, it is like, get out of it if you don't want to do it. Like, yeah. don't be a dick. Yeah. Well, it, I've told a, a friend of mine today, I was actually talking to a friend of mine about it. I'm an actor. And if you're in sales, you're an actor. Yep. And you have to go in every day and you clock in and you tune in and you are suddenly on. And it's every, like another personality. You yep, have to yeah. put on. Everybody thinks that you're, you're Mr. Salesman, Mr. Happy, Mr. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Today's going to be a great day. And, yep. you know, if I were, if I were waiting tables, I mean, I would act. And then when I went behind the, the doors into the kitchen, I would bitch and I'd go right back out there and act and be nice and happy because you work for tips. You do not work for that paltry two or three dollars that they're paying you mm-hmm. you work for your tips and waiters and, and and wait staff can make very good money oh yeah there's a lot of I, I i've heard this before that the average in nashville is probably like 55 to sixty-two thousand dollars a year that a Damn. waiter can make yeah that's very that's good money yeah i and, mean you thrive off of off of busy times you know yeah. events like the super bowl is when you want to be working that's because you you yeah. make the most money and i understand you're i mean you're young this guy was you know, he had a cute little beard and was wearing a, a tight little, like, black and white T-shirt and tight jeans. He probably wanted to be at some party somewhere. I get it, bro. Is Adam but coming this, out to us right now? Huh? <laughs> he had this cute little beard. He's wearing these tight little pants. He was like a little he fucking little hipster. You know, he just – but he – you know, that's not, what, that's not the industry that you're in. Right. You're not in the industry where you get holidays off. You're in the industry where you get the random Mondays and Wednesdays off. Not the holidays, yep. because you make your money that way. And I don't know. I hate. It's really rare. It has to be really bad service. You got to be a real dickhead to leave them a bad tip. To leave them a bad yeah, tip, because I I am gonna I'm a I'm you got you fifteen percent even if you're bad. Yeah. And I mean I I undercut this kid <clears throat> a lot. He deserved it. Doesn't well, that make you feel terrible though? You know, like bad service all around. But it's like people. People drill people for leaving bad tips so much but, well, that you, you're scared to leave a bad tip even if they're bad. Right. Yeah, but people have taught me a lesson before in my life. And in my job, if I fuck up at work or I act like a dumbass or I do something. There's consequences. I, there are consequences. Right. I get So I don't still get rewarded. And I think that's the problem with a lot of wait staff and a lot of people that are waiters is that they always expect to get rewarded for what they're doing. But if you suck at it, you're not going to get rewarded. Right. right. Well, and, and – Two things really quickly. One, I once heard someone say, and I don't even know who it was, but like they basically, basically the premise is is that even if you're doing the job that you don't want to be doing, like do the best that you can at that job. You know what? You could be working at fucking McDonald's, but while you're there, like do the best you can do. Yeah. People are going to notice. Yeah, exactly. And and that, that's how you like exceed or, you know, you, 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 
propel yourself in life is by doing that. Well, and that that sets a precedent and a tone. It comes out of you. It comes out of your skin. You can smell it. You can see it on someone. Even if they don't like what they're doing, if they come in and they clock in every day and they do a good job, bust ass. those people are naturally going to be looked at for management. Right. They're naturally going to be looked at for other positions. And, I mean, I have gotten other jobs because somebody came into my job and I was doing my job and doing it very well. And they stopped and they were like, man, you're you're really good at this. Oh, yeah. Have you ever thought about doing X, Y, Z? Here's my card. You should call me sometime because I think you'd be great at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't do it to the other guy or the other girl that was across the way with their fucking lips stuck out like looking at their cell phone. Yep. You know, they did it to the guy that was like a go-getter and, and you know, or, or the girl that was a go-getter and, and, and hungry and trying to actually get some shit done. You don't know how Long many times, short. like, at, at work, I've had people that have wanted to go for a position and then they don't get it. And then basically, you know, you're you're having a very honest and you know forth forthcoming conversation uh, about you know what they did, you know what they could do to improve and possibly be ready for the next one, and they get butt ass hurt because they feel like that they they should have the position even if the work that they're currently doing is less than satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like they stop if you're not if you're not doing we the things to earn. We live in an entitlement the, culture. Exactly. They're if entitled. Not, if you're not doing the things to earn that position, then you don't get the position. Like that it's 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 cut and dry. Oh yeah, I got I had a manager one time. Now I always excelled. I always, I'm always looking at my manager and thinking to myself, I'll, "I'm coming after you. I want your job." Right. And my, I want my manager always looking at their manager, thinking, "I'm coming after you." For that, sure. That's my job. You know, not in a negative way. Just I'm going to do what it takes to get there. Right. So, I had a manager one day that that he hadn't necessarily passed me over, but we had worked with each other for a long time, and I had. You know, I had gotten another position or something had happened and he ended up having like some like a management position open or he had some type of promotion open. And I went to him and he said he was hiring and he was looking at all these people and doing all these interviews. And I got really pissed off at him and was like, I don't understand why you wouldn't. You know me. I've worked for you before. You've told people that I was an amazing employee, that I've got management written all over me. I don't know why you wouldn't seek me out. And he basically was just like, how fucking arrogant of you. How's like, bragging camp going, you know? Huh? How's bragging camp going? Exactly. He was like, dude, like, you are so fucking arrogant and entitled. You're not entitled to anything. Why Why would I? Why do you think that I would just automatically think that you'd be great at this job? And I was like, because we're friends and we worked together for a long time. And he was like, why don't you approach me with, hey, I would really love that job and I'd love to prove to you that I'd be great for it instead of coming to me and bitching at me because you think that I owed you an interview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was just like, he he put my ass in check. I'll never forget. I started sweating. I got like all cold, cold and sweaty and pissed off. But, I, but it was like I'm uncomfortable and mad at myself for looking like a jackass. Yeah. And he did. He put my ass in check. And it really made me do a lot of soul searching about the way that I do business and the way that I present myself. What? Everybody gets disgruntled. Everybody gets mad and, and disgruntled and, and angry at some point. And that, that is a really, really bad trait. Yeah. Well, it's it's like if you want to advance in any job or in life in general, like 
if you're sitting around waiting for people to hand you anything you're out you're you're fucking you're losing already oh yeah like if you want to learn more if you want to like proceed or progress in your job like take the fucking bull by the horns and like do something about it like you want more knowledge you seek it out and you go to the people who can get it for you don't yep. sit idly by and wait for them to be like oh who are you yeah here's how you got to look at it you, you got to stop looking at it as a job and you got to start looking at it as your life yeah you know you got to you have to, to upgrade your life, do the best that you can in your life, and people will notice. It'll make you a whole lot happier as well. I feel like we're, we're, we're recording like a motivational. Yeah. You go out and you do the best that you can do, and people will notice you. Yeah, this is like a Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins uh, self-help thing. <laughs> I feel like that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're, yeah. Doing an, hey, we're recording hey, an audio you book. Wanna, if you want to do something with your life, then what you got to do is you got to get out there. Yeah. The Listen, the you got to approach every yeah, job. Yeah, grab the bull by the horns. You got you to gotta approach every job like it's your dream job. You got to get the horse by the reins. Just start dropping a bunch of metaphors. Yeah. You got to get the horse by the reins, and you got to ride that horse <laughs> into the wind. Yeah. Against the grain. Yeah. Against the wind. Yeah. And then like a country song slowly <laughs> fades yeah. in. A Bob Singer song. Against Bob the Singer. wind. Against the wind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been running against the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Show stock footage of people just shoveling dirt. Yeah. Some shit like that. Just a bunch of random stuff. Yeah, like some guy walking through like a wheat field with his hands out. Yeah. You know, like, it, I mean, there's like, it's like every Super Bowl commercial has to have that scene. Is it a Chevy Silverado commercial? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a Budweiser commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Every every Budweiser commercial. Let's talk about commercials for a second. Did you guys watch a lot of it? Yeah, I watched all every of it. Every Budweiser commercial just gets deep down Dude, to every, the core the majority, of American hearts. Like a, the majority like of commercials, they were super sappy, man. Yeah. Super sappy. Didn't uh, I, I saw something about a, a Scientology commercial. I didn't act like actually see it, but there was some kind of Scientology commercial. Did you I guys did see not that? see that. No, really? Yeah. Did you see the uh, New York Giants one? With uh, the dirty so dancing. So lame, dude. Dude, I thought <laughs> yeah. it was funny. You didn't like no, it? So there's lame. something about the Manning brothers. They're just weird. Dude, Eli, their bodies Eli, are like lizards. Eli makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, he well, does. It, here's the thing. He makes me really uncomfortable. He is. He looks like... They're, a lizard. And he, he looks like... There's no reason why he should be athletic. <laughs> no, he, there's not. No. He's, he's, he's as stiff as cardboard. Yeah. He is... It's it's weird. His brother, I think, moved better than he did. Um, he also looks like he's been touched too. They have like seventy inches of neck. Yeah, they do. Most of the body. I mean, the by majority all rights, I mean, both neck. of those guys were amazing athletes, and and but but there's just something about even in that commercial. I mean, this guy is a he's literally a pro athlete. He's a pro athlete, and he, he looks like he can barely move. He looks like he can barely move. He he's like should, peanut brittle. He should be able to – he should be fluid. and he It's like a piece of cardboard in the wind. It's just Against awkward. Against the wind. Yeah. Yeah, those commercials. That that one with him and Odell Beckham Jr., it made me uncomfortable. He was he was literally moving like my dead grandfather after he got on using a bedpan. Getting well, out of bed. That's kind of harsh. Yeah, that's fucked up. Well, I mean, that's how he was moving. Um, but <laughs> Why don't I, we talk about some real shit and but stop no, no, no. talking about football and commercials? Really, and, really, qui- really quickly, though. And achieving the best that you can I in do, your life. I do we're think, losing no, we're listeners not. by I, the I fucking second. I do think second. that what made the commercial so good, if they had went straight to the ending where he lifts him, 
it could have like it would have been cheesy. But the fact that they went through the majority of the dance scene, that's what was actually that made it legit to me. That's what yep, made it funny. Whatever, Josh. Uh, you can shut your mouth. So, s- speaking about all the fucking sappy commercials, I've had two people talk to me about this today. Uh, one person brought it up on Facebook, not directly to me, but I saw it on there. And then someone at work brought this up. Not just about this particular show, which is, which the show is This Is Us, but they brought up the question of why do people subject themselves to watching stuff like that? Because they want to feel emotions. They want to feel human. They want to feel like feel like they're not cold and dead yeah, inside. Pretty much. People, I have, I have lots of friends that watch This Is Us, and the way they talk about it, it it, it makes them. It's almost like we we are incapable of feeling anymore, and the only way that we can feel is if we watch a TV show that really like hits us in our soul. Right. But I. It is really good though. I, I, I'm super empathetic already. And That's I feel yeah, shut I, up. I don't think so. That's I already true. feel every day. And when I watch it, I don't want to come home and watch a show that makes me cry. Not to mention, I've watched that show and some of the acting on that show is like nails on a chalkboard. Mm. And I I've dude, I've watched it like I don't know it, if I'd agree uh, with you 100 percent nails on a chalkboard. I, so I've seen some episodes and everyone tells me I got to watch more and so on and so forth, but I don't. And it's not like I need. I'm not like one of those people that's like I can only watch like Fast and the Furious movies. That's not how. I mean, I love a really amazing movie and I love good acting, but if I I don't need a movie to make me like ball to be a good movie. But here's the thing: is is it because? But is it is the movie making you cry or ball because of like how how like drenched in the story that you get or is it just because like oh that's what the that's what it's about did you say drenched in drenched oh, entrenched <laughs> whatever yeah entrenched oh, you, whatever. Look, we've already established it. i'm going to use whatever language i want to tonight yeah um so just just figure out what i'm trying to say um but that's that's the the question is like is it because it's such good storytelling that they kind of lure you in and bait you in and then before you know it like you're crying your eyes out or is it like so hold on i don't i don't think i realize you watch this show oh yeah really yeah me wait have you actively watched this show yeah i haven't i haven't seen like the most recent episodes but up until then me and the wife have seen all of them look we've already established that i watch yeah i mean your favorite movie is brokeback mountain so not my favorite but Uh, top five top eight top eight top top eight. eight um but yeah, I have I have watched the show, and well, and this is what I was trying to explain to a guy today is like, what what draws people in and what makes it so good is like, I say good in quotation marks, um, it's like it's how they portray everything, like like all the levels that they put to everything that like lures you into like the storytelling, and then you feel attached to these people, and then when when they start talking about stuff and playing the music and I don't know. That's what kind of gets you going. I, I also believe that it's the attachment to the characters. Yeah. Because, I mean, the more you watch it, the more you relate to that character. You know, obviously, the more you're going to feel when that character is either killed off or hurt in some way on the show. So. Well, yeah. And, and like, at some point, and maybe I'm on my own island when I say this, but sometimes an emotional release is not necessarily a bad thing. 
Oh no, no. I honestly, my emotional releases as far as like crying movies all day long. Now I know that you're a cold, heartless person. No, 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 no. Like I've told you all before. Um, I think I mentioned still Magnolias or I mentioned a movie on this podcast that like always gets me. It was still Magnolias. Yeah. Yeah. There there are numerous movies that will, I do. I can tell you almost every single time I watch Forrest Gump, I will. I'm going to cry. Oh my God. When when he's out there talking to Jenny when she's dead. Dude. Yeah. It's gut wrenching. But see, to me, that's real. When I watch and I've seen episodes of whatever, this is us or whatever. And, they it's just so cliche it's so cliche mm. they have just listen it's to like me. a nicholas spark show they have to have like there has to be like an interracial relationship there has to be a relationship between fat people there has to be uh, there has <laughs> to be an old man the old man has to be gay they it's just so absurd they they literally went down they threw a list on a table how and is they were the old like, man being gay a cliche just Listen to me. It's not cliche. It's just what's cliche about it is that they went down and checked all these boxes and were like, check yeah, we and check this. and check. We have There's going to be an episode. The fat girl's going to talk about her weight. And then the big guy's going to tell us, say, no, you're beautiful. And she's going to say, no, I'm not. And she's going to cry. And then she's going to eat like a whole bowl of ice cream. And he's going to say, don't do that. You're beautiful. And then the next episode, then suddenly, her, then her suddenly, fat boyfriend has a heart attack. They, yeah. Then she's pregnant. And it ju- it's like. And then, and then, like the the dickhead actor brother is like can only sleep with like random women all the time, and then he finally finds a relationship that's really great, and it gets compromised somehow. Because so what he's you're a saying dickhead. is you actually have watched all the episodes. No, what I'm saying is he just, is that he just explained every season. The, <laughs> yes. the show, yeah. A spoiler alert: it fucking blows. Don't watch it. Uh, it's it is the most. It's a super cliche show, and I don't like it. Give me something original. Uh, there's another medical drama on TV. I don't care if it was a like Golden Globe Oscar winning ca- cast. I will refuse to watch it because it is so fucking unoriginal. It is unfucking original. You tapped into something. I'm getting pissed. I can tell. Yes, yeah. I can. I, here's what Forrest even, Gump was original. Here's what's even crazier is we haven't even answered the question he's just started ranting about what was the question why people suggest subject themselves to this because they're dumbasses <laughs> okay well answer solved let's move on to the next topic yeah, yeah. i don't I just don't get it it's because people don't i don't know man I, and i think it's because people need to feel like you said maybe they yeah. do need an emotional yeah. release do maybe. we need a yeah do we need a release you know yeah is that the majority of why people well watch look that I, kind of stuff? I think for yeah. me the reason i watch them is because and, and not just this particular show, but in general, like if I watch a drama, um, you know, I watch it because I like good storytelling. Yeah. Same. And, and this particular one, you know, whether you agree or disagree about the storytelling and shit being cliche, it draws you in. And then when you feel attached to the people and, 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 and literally just about every episode, you're going to cry. Like every every episode, episode of this is almost us? every episode. Fuck that, dude. I'm on Adam's bandwagon I'm not, now. I'm not Fuck shitting that you. Show. Maybe not everyone, but almost every episode. That's why you always see people be like, "Got my box of Kleenexes, ready to watch This Is Us." It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's too much. And yeah. like I said, I'm not saying like it doesn't have to be the X Files. It doesn't have to be Breaking like Bad. Uh, like an action packed show. Breaking Bad was genius, and there were there were episodes. There were strings of episodes in Breaking Bad. Where it's just the two of them talking. It's just dialogue, yeah. or it's yeah. just him kind of 
positioning himself in the industry. There's not a whole lot of going. It's not a whole lot going on, but they were still great. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really surprised that you're into this. But I mean, you you sit and watch it with your wife. I mean, look, you that doesn't all, mean I wouldn't watch it by myself. Uh, I do watch Gilmore Girls by myself. Unbelievable. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? I've he seen can, like quote. He's seen like three times. I know. Yeah, I've way. seen them all like three times. I can't. Do Gilmore Girls, the young blackhead girl? Yeah, Alexis Blundell. Terrible acting. No, you're wrong. The worst acting that I've ever seen. She's an awful actress. She's always like, She's oh, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just cool. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. I think she... You you have to realize the character that she's playing. It's like yeah. a, ner- she, it's like a, a nerdy, shy kid who like is a little awkward. Yeah, she's playing. That's how she she's plays. playing white paper with brown hair. That's what she's playing, and <laughs> oh she did a God. great job at it because she's such a fucking horrible actor. Whatever yeah, actress. I, I love like Gilmore Keanu Girls, Reeves. and both of you can fuck off. I'll tell you what really tugs on my emotion strings. All right, the fucking music, any kind of soft score in a movie or something like oh, that, yeah. dude. Interstellar. The part oh, where yeah. Matthew McConaughey is watching like all the years that he missed with his children yep. is oh, gut wrenching. It is gut wrenching. It's gut wrenching. Yeah, that movie, that movie had a really great score. And what they 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 played with the volume a lot. Yep. Where it would become overwhelming, almost to the point where you're like, "Whoa!" Like I'm gonna have to turn this down. And then it'll it would go back. It would like settle back down. The that was a Interstellar was pretty good. Yeah, it was not, it's not Zimmer. epic, but it's. Huh? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is Us blows. I can't fucking believe you watch it. Speaking of uh, emotional releases. Oh, what's her name? Rory. Rory. Rory Gilmore. Yeah, 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 Rory White Paper. What kind of fucking name is Rory? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Speaking of emotional releases, I recently cried at the end of an episode of Roseanne. (laughs) No, you didn't. I did. you gotta, oh, wait, which episode of Roseanne was uh, this? I think it was during... When Dan dies. So, <laughs> no, no. Spoiler no. alert, Dan dies. Um, the funny thing is they're bringing him back in the new series because it's coming back out. Did you know that? Yeah, but bring I don't know how dead. they're going to bring him back. Yeah. yeah, I haven't found all the details. Anyways, so me me and the wife have started... Because I'm talking about one of her favorite shows. She fucking loves Roseanne. Um, so we started like rewatching all the episodes because they're all on Amazon. So we started like rewatching them. Well, there's this, <laughs> we're literally like sitting down having breakfast or whatever. And we're watching Roseanne and this one episode comes on where, and it, I think it's season two Darlene's like has to do this. She writes this poem. That's what it was. She writes this poem and the teacher decides to like that. She has to read it. Like it's the best poem out of the group. And like, she has to read it in front of like a, some type of like scholastic thing or whatever. So she doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to do it. Well then Roseanne makes her record it or I'm sorry, makes her uh, read it. And so she reads it at the end of the episode and it starts talking about like how she, like her feelings about kind of being like a tomboy and how like she's uh, not good enough to be quarterback, but not pretty enough to like, I don't know. All this stuff. Anyways, it like it's one of those things that like tugs on your heartstrings. Because you were in that situation. Yeah. You weren't pretty enough yeah. to be I wasn't pretty queen. enough to be the prom queen, but wasn't slow. Oh, I wasn't, see what you're saying. Wasn't fast enough to be the quarterback. <laughs> Anyways. Uh you're just average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so basically my, what that poem's about. So my you're wife my wife average. looks over at me. <laughs> yeah. My wife looks over at me with like wells in her eyes, like fucking she's like tearing up and i'm like oh 
And I'm like, I'm like crying like a baby. And I felt like such an asshole. What's the weirdest thing you've I ever can't cried at? You cried. You like, really cried at Roseanne. Dude, I cried at all kinds of shit. I'm like, what's I'm the like, weirdest TV show and movie that you've cried at or movie? Um, I got mine right off the, the. Actually, you guys made fun of me for this. What? The time where I fucking cried with my girlfriend randomly for oh, Stranger Things. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Tell the you gotta yeah, tell the story. So <laughs> Speaking random. of a fucking awkward situation. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my girlfriend we were watching Stranger Things season two. Uh, just You're binging fucking it all the things. way. Oh my god! And we had this like amazing weekend, right? <laughs> It's like speaking of rubbing I, I in, spent, rubbing like, we live in two Adam. different cities, so it's like speaking of when what? we when we see each other. Go ahead. Speaking of rubbing it into Adam, yes, about sorry. his relationship. Yeah, so we have this amazing yeah. relationship. Man, we love each other yeah. so much. We got yeah. engaged. It was amazing. We're never going to break up. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we live in two different cities. So when we see each other, it's like kind of like we're just stuffing everything into you know one weekend. So it, it's always a blast, right? So I'm ending the weekend. I have to leave that morning so it was that night we were watching stranger things and then (laughs) watching this episode i just got overflown with overflown overcome with emotions and like (laughs) i just started crying and it was like just like a like an action scene of stranger things and she looks down she's like oh my god babe what's wrong and i was just like i don't know well the craziest part about it was is, is he then comes back after the weekend and goes, Hey, have you ever had, you ever had an instance where you're like with your, you know, you're with your girlfriend or your wife and like, you just become like overwhelmed with, with like joy and you just start crying next to him. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he, <laughs> these guys made fun of me and I felt so ashamed so he for te- crying with he my girlfriend. He tells the story and I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Like. <laughs> What is wrong with you, dude? And he's like, I just, it was a beautiful moment. And I'm like, watching I, I Stranger Things with your girlfriend? Yeah, I actually reference this, going back to something that Adam said. It's like, I think that her and I have just been around each other and been together for so long that we synced up. And lo and behold, later that week, she hit her fucking period, dude. And that was the cause of it? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm you, emotional. You sync up, dude. You sync up. I'm telling you, I'd be sitting at work and I'd be bitching at someone and mad and my back would be hurting and I'd call my ex and go, when are you going to start? And she said, started yesterday. It happened all the time. <laughs> happened all the time. I um, don't know what it was, though. It was I was just sitting there watching Stranger Things. It was the perfect moment. And I just thought of like, man, this is the perfect moment. And I was like, oh, I have to leave tomorrow. And then just over overcome with emotions were you like bawling no i wasn't bawling i wasn't boohooing just like tears streaming down your you face serious yeah i was just like like tears started getting in the corner <clears> of my <throat> eyes maybe one fell i wasn't like boohooing like a bitch maybe one or 30 fell yeah maybe i had to go to the bathroom six times to is there anything tears. weird i like that- how he said boohooing like a bitch yeah <laughs> yeah yeah why are you being sexist like that yeah i'm not being sexist suddenly you can be a bitch Josh. suddenly like it's like yeah and we was wow it was you guys have like a... said so many sexist things and i was i never called you guys out when i say boo-hoo like a bitch you guys why do you gotta be sexist what have i said that was sexist uh, every word that comes out of your mouth wow. yeah uh have you ever cried at anything weird adam Cry. Mo- movie wise um yeah, there was something there was something that happened recently. I'm going to try to remember what it was. I wept. Um he's watching Jean-Claude Van D- Johnson. Yeah, that's it. Um what was it? I actually <clears throat> I mentioned it to a friend of mine and he, even my friend was like, 
are you okay? You Yikes. know, like, are you super depressed or something? And I mean, you know, I'm kind of depressive, but. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of depressing? Yeah, depressive. Oh, depressive. Yeah, I can be a little depressive. Um, what was it? It was. It. I know what it was. There, somebody posted a video on YouTube or on uh, Facebook that was a guy that has this like crazy deformity and he, he's got like a normal size head and this tiny little like child body. He can't walk. He's got like these frail little tiny legs where he can't do anything, but he is cognitively, he is completely normal. So which imagine that, imagine how hard that would be to be exactly the way we are right now, but be completely frail and have this tiny, frail body that you know, like you're going to die way faster than anyone else because your your body can't process things. Like your liver's tiny, your kidneys are tiny, whatever. But his friends, he like made all these friends, and they loved him and cared for him so much that he really wanted to travel. But it's really difficult for him to travel. Oh, I saw that. You was shared this like that. Simon Birch. They made. They made. No, it's a fucking Simon Birch. Uh, <laughs> They made a, a special backpack for him, and they took him on a backpacking like through trip. Through Europe? And- through a backpacking trip across Europe, and his friend had to train for this because, I mean, he's carrying a backpack and the weight of his friend on the back. So his friend would sit in this backpack. I wept, like, watching the video of, like, this friendship and how they, like, it's the most, like, selfless. I swear to God, I, I can well up talking about it right now. People that are selfless, that give their entire life and their blood and their sweat and their tears to make sure that someone else's life is like fruitful or that someone else's life is going to be good, it will wreck me. It will because that is that is to me that's like the truest definition of a hero. Someone that sacrifices their time and their blood and their life and they do it just to make sure that someone else can have something that they normally wouldn't have. That is a hero. And I saw that video on Facebook and sat in my house and I wept. Is that what you want us to do to you? Have Josh carry you around? That's exactly what I want to do. Backpacking. That's why you cried is because you don't have that in your life. I could probably carry you around the local Walmart. No. (laughs) No, you couldn't. I mean, I'm sure people have seen Stranger Things than Antioch Walmart. That would literally be 600... And like forty pounds of beef walking around. You guys would sink through the floor. I guarantee you, I could carry you on my back. I'm sure you could. I can like carry Yoda. you on my back too. I don't like to want to. It's like silverback gorilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like two gorillas carrying each other. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mine's not quite as eloquent as yours, but uh, I wept. A couple odd things I've cried about. One would be what was that Paul Walker movie with the dog sleds? Bro, eight below. Dude, I cried on that one. When dude, the do- like four of the sled dogs died. When the, do- I cried. Yeah, when the dogs died? Yeah. Fucking, it was over, dude. It was over. I was like, I was, yeah, I was, what was that? fucking eight crying. Eight below, below yeah. yeah. Anything with animals, especially yes. dogs. Yes, I will over. cry when an animal dies where way the, quicker than where when a person Where the red dies. fern grows. Oh, yeah, that one's Wept. Sad. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but most recently, I've been listening to this new podcast. Do you guys listen to Serial? 
The serial mm. podcast? No, I used to. No, rarely. Well, there's a like a kind of a, it's not really a spinoff, but they have a new thing called S Town. Oh yeah. Have you have you listened to it? No, I've listened to some S Town and I stopped. Dude, that shit is some of the and I was telling Devin about it earlier is some of the most legit storytelling and just crazy shit and i was on the way to work today and i was it's it's basically a seven part mini series about this story anyway i'm not going to go into the details anyways i'm listening to like chapter three on the way to work and something traumatic happens and i just start fucking bawling on the way to work like just crying. you didn't tell really? me that part no i did for sure I was Maybe crying I on the way to work enough. today. Maybe I don't cry enough. That's your problem. Yeah. yeah. That's why you want to punch You everybody. probably wouldn't be single if you fucking cried every now and then. Maybe. Yep. Hey, I, I want you to challenge you. Next next girl you're around, first date, just cry. fucking cry at the end. Yep. I've, I've never had a love like yours. He's fucking pissed right now. No, I'm not pissed. I mean, you all know. I mean, we're getting we're getting right down time to it about me just putting a, a, a old Adam's Escobates to bed. Put it to bed. Put it away. Yeah. I mean, it's time. Live and let die. Just yeah. end it. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop trying. Just yeah. rip it off. I got back on match and started like trying to talk to people and stuff. And Then you it, just said, fuck it. No, it just wasn't it's just predictably like, hey. It's, you, this is us. Yeah. You, no. Like, you have a nice smile and, you know, you live in Asheville. You lived here your whole life. And, you know, they're just, I'm just not very attracted to them or whatever. But, I mean, I'm going to end up being friends with the girl. You know, she's got great friends. We're going to be friends. And I'm just, you know, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But I just kind of, I'm tired. This is Adam, the friend zone chronicles. Yeah, the friend zone chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's weeping right now for me. Um, what, what did we, I mean, how long has Adam's escapades been going on? Uh, Since episode two, three, three or three. four. No, no, no. I want to no. say three. Not I mean, that. it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Because we put, yeah, we haven't three. always been recording every week. I mean, there were times when we put like a month in between some of our recordings. Yeah. Um, I guess it has been going on a while. So it's been going on for a while and I, I got tired, man. The, the whole, the process and all of the, okay, let's talk. And I say funny thing. You respond to funny thing. You yeah. tell me something interesting about you. It's like I said, it's just cliche. And, it, and it's like we have to start checking all of these boxes. And it's not organic at all. And I don't know. I mean, I've met some people and I've made some friends. And, I mean, they're, you know, I didn't necessarily discuss. And you all know some of this stuff. I, I'm a little, I'm kind of private. You know, I don't necessarily discuss every single escapade that I have. I don't necessarily discuss every female that I've been out with. And I've made some friends, and I've been out and, and been on some dates and, you know, had some some kisses and hugs and, and affection and whatnot. But it's just, it's not been, yeah, Josh is making a jack-off, you know, motion with his hand right now. No. I mean. I don't see it. Yeah, well. This motion. Yeah, oh, nice it, yeah that know. motion. But, uh, you know, it just. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't have things to talk about every week anymore. And didn't you say there was a? We'll, I want to revisit it though. I mean, like you know, if if I end up having something legitimate that I think would be fun, you know, maybe three episodes from now, I want to I want to revisit it and, and talk about it sometimes periodically. But it's just there. There's not there's nothing to talk about on a weekly basis. Didn't you anymore. say there was something that happened that you heard that was uh, kind of relatable to you were listening to something. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that you wanted to kind of relate to your what had happened. At, yes, to you. 
Uh, yes. Did, uh, do you know this story, Devin? No, not at all. No. Always. Yeah, we always keep you in the dark. Is yeah. this a good way to kind of close the book? This would be a good way to close the book on Adam's escapades. I mean, we don't have to close the episode right now, but you know, we can go ahead and talk about this. So, Devin and Josh, I and everyone listening, you know, I had the episode where I got friend zoned, and I was very—I wasn't very candid, but I was pretty candid about it and sincere. And you know, the girl and her friends listened to it, and she got really mm-hmm. upset about it. And I came on and made amends and talked about it a little bit. And we've talked since then, and it's yeah. nice. And we've hung out. It's actually been really nice because it's almost like we got all of that awkwardness out of the way. And then we've hung out now, and it's been just fun and chill, and we have a good time. Just peachy. Because we're friends. You know, we're just trying to be friends now. We're not trying to, like, there's no bullshit. So I still never really understood why she was, like, so upset about that. Well, then it happened to me. My ex. Has oh, a, she blasted you? She had, No, she has a podcast. And they did a podcast called The Breakup. And I looked at it and thought to myself, only an asshole would listen to this episode. Don't do it. You're making a huge mistake. And then you did it. Just don't do it. And then I fucking did it. He drank up like four beers and then he started listening to it. I did it at work. I did it on my- You listened to it at work? I did it on my lunch break. Bless you, Josh, by the way. It Bless was a huge mistake. Soul. I came back to work, and I was literally like a, a deer in headlights. Because so can you can you give us a little bit of what was said? Yeah. So it, and, and I'm I mean it's not going to even be remotely on the same level of what you know I talked about with her or, or the same feelings, but I it puts things into perspective because I'm like, wow, I'm listening to someone retell a story about me, a very very painful story, way more painful than the story I talked about with her right. and the awkwardness who gives a shit i mean you know it was a little awkward whatever i mean this was seven years of pain and frustration and, it, and it, she so there were some inaccuracies first and foremost there were some obvious inaccuracies and the problem is is that perception is reality right that's the way that she perceived me and i'm taking it with a grain of salt she's on a podcast it's a it's a very female oriented podcast. The entire podcast is about feminism, so naturally she's probably going to sell it a little differently on her podcast. She's not going to say that I had the upper hand or what you know what I mean. She's yeah. going to sell it differently because that's what she needs to do, and that's okay. There were some inaccuracies, and it stung. And then she started to kind of talk about the way she felt during this whole time. And her and I have had some conversations, but we haven't really been able to fully understand how each other felt. It's very it's very freeing, and it's very nice to know how someone feels during a situation like that. And we have talked about it a little bit. But she kind of talked about some things that maybe I didn't know or that I hadn't heard before. <laughs> oh, man, it stung. And I remember she talked about it for, let's say, 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe 30 to maybe 20 minutes. And I remember at about... Shut the fuck up. It was 15 15 or 20. Let's just say it was 15 or 20 minutes. I remember about halfway through, I had already, I was like, stop. Stop it. Couldn't take it anymore? Stop. No, I I was telling myself, the the smart side of me was telling myself, turn it off, dumb shit. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. But I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm a glutton. 
So I had to have, I had to eat it and take it all. Man, and I'm when the it, same way. When it ended, I sh- I like dragged my feet, my head hung back into work, and I sat down at my desk and I just stared at my computer like, ugh, oh man, yikes, oh it stung. So it did. It put it into perspective. You know, perception is reality. And and when I am speaking about people that maybe I've been on dates with, or maybe I'm speaking about people in my life in general, um. It's going to be – my perception is my reality. And when they listen to it, they might be like, whoa, that ain't what happened. Right. That's not how that happened. You know, and we've talked about it. We all take a satirical approach to some of our stories, and we take a satirical approach to a lot of a lot of tough, tough things. I mean, if we talked about Harvey Weinstein. He took a satirical approach to it. But this is going to be the end of Adam's escapades for a while. I mean – it uh, it's not like that that like listening to that other episode like fuck me up, but there's just really nothing going on, and I I'm tired, and I'm not like out there like actively seeking out dates. We'll revisit it periodically. I'll have some funny stories for you all, but maybe we'll throw a twist in and put you on grinder this time. Yep, that ought to be perfect. Yeah. I'll tell you what else is perfect: fucking going to bed. This is Devin. <laughs> this is Josh. This is Adam. Peace.